in, in the gospel, and another one, part of this gospel, it's the, like the middle of Jesus' ministry when he's starting to get ready to go down to Jerusalem to what it was waiting for him to, to happen to him down there. And, and it, uh, Caesarea Philippi is not close to Jerusalem. It's not on the way to Jerusalem because it's on the northern part of uh, Galilee by the border of the Golden Heights, which belongs to Syria, that, that area way up there. So, it's, so sometimes when we read the gospel, it sounds like he, he was already you know, way down close to Jerusalem, but it wasn't. So it took a couple of days by walking from there to all the way down there. But what's the significance of giving the keys to somebody, giving somebody that authority to be able to lock the doors, safeguard whatever's inside the the building? You might be familiar with the, um, the kings. A lot of them have what we call chancellors. The diocese has one of those, a chancellor. He's like second in command after the bishop. The same in, um, in the kingdom. The chancellor was the one that had the keys to where the money was, you know? So he was in charge of watching out for the treasure that the king had. And to dispose of it in a fair, just way. He spoke, when he spoke, he, he could speak in the name of the king, make you know, suggestions and laws whenever. Of course, we are not familiar with stuff like that because in our country, we have a republic. We, don't, we elect our guys. We don't like them. We kick them out next time we vote. But in those days, these people were there for life. You might remember from the stories, one that's famous, one chancellor that was famous, was St. Thomas More, who told Henry VIII, no, you can't get divorced. And, and of course, that's not what he wanted to hear. He wanted that divorce, so he, he got rid of him. Yeah, it sounds like somebody else that gets rid of people that don't do what they want. Oh, okay. But anyway, so this is, this is what a chancellor is, and then he's in charge. And this is what happened in, our, in the kingdom of God. Jesus, the king, put, what's his name? Peter, in charge of the kingdom to safeguard the kingdom by giving him the, the authority and the keys. In this passage... It's a little thorn in Christianity. Why? Because the Orthodox Church and the Roman Church or the Catholic Church are the only ones that believe and accept that, that the power was passed in succession to the, to the Bishop of Rome. The Orthodox believe that that power was given also to the patriarchs. 
because they don't have, they don't call their Petrax pulps. They call it's a Petrax has charge of the Byzantine or the Syrian uh, churches. So it, it, all these churches, there's 22 different church rites within the church, and each one of them has a Petrarch. Our Petrarch is Francis, but he's also the head of the whole church because he's the primary. And that's a sticking thorn in Christianity because a lot of Christians don't believe it, don't accept it. Even some Catholics don't want to accept it. But the Pope, if the keeper, when it comes to morals, telling us what's a sin and what's not a sin, and when he's teaching about faith, things that we have to believe, okay? Um, the, the, the last one that he really proclaimed that way was the Assumption of Mary uh, in 1952, I think it was, or 50, by Pius, uh, Venerable Pius XII. That was the last time that he spoke as the head of the church. And he speaks, when he speaks, you might have heard the, the phrase, the catheter, which is the chair of Peter. Hmm? The, the bishop sits in his catheter. I sit in the, my catheter when I'm here, or the other priests sit there. And, and we could teach from there that when we speak, it's, the symbol is that we have to speak the truth, speak about faith, morals, how we should be behaving, and stuff like that. But if he says, tomorrow it's going to rain, and it doesn't rain, that's not an article of faith. So we don't have to believe him in that. So we can't say, oh, see, he, he's, he's not infallible. Because it's not, that's not where that law or that grace is at, okay? Okay, after all that, so what's that have to do with us? How, how is this applied to us? We notice in the first reading, it also talks about passing on the keys, the power. And whatever that person says, this is what we're going to do, he does it. And that's the significance of shutting the door or opening the door. Huh? Well, the Pope has that same power, but he also shares it with all the bishops. So in council, when we come, we have a Vatican Council, and we're getting ready for number three, if we live to, live, to see it, um, when he's in, with all the bishops, that, and then all of them together are the ones that have that power to bind laws, change laws, make laws for the church, the body of Christ. And that's, what's, that's the important thing. They, they are guiding us as church, as the body of Christ. They, hopefully, they give us good advice how we should be, what we should be about, how to do things that will make our spiritual life grow instead of going away. So we should be attentive, all of us, to know what's going on in the, in the universal church when, when Peter 
from the set of Peter, which today's Francis talks about things that pertain to our spiritual growth. Like I said, they, they're going to guide us. And because the bishop can't be here, so he has, he puts the priest, the pastor, and the priest that are assigned to the parish to help them do what they're supposed to be doing, carrying out the things, um, to help us to teach you, and you help us to work on things that we need to work in the spiritual life of the parish in order to build it up spiritually, to build ourselves up spiritually, be strong in our faith, understand our faith. So the parish puts a lot of programs and a lot of things to help us in that. And we always need, you know, I can't do everything. So that's why we have a deacon, we have servers, ministers to do other things because I can't do everything. And I don't want to do everything. You know, I don't, not me. I only, this is participation. We participate together in our faith, helping one another to grow. So this, this is what the significance of today's gospel is. The other significant, what Peter said about Jesus, in the word itself, Messiah, which in Greek and in Latin will be Christus or Christ, it's a title. You know, the way we say it sometimes, it sounds like it's Jesus and then his last name is Christ. No. It should be the other way, Christ Jesus, because that's a title. And the title has nothing to do with the Son of God. Nothing to do with the Son of God until Jesus put it together. But the title means the anointed one, the person that's called to go out and bring a message. In this case, the Gospels, the message of salvation for us. And Jesus is the anointed one that was picked by God to to do this. But it happens to be his son also. So he has dual role there. And it's it, it helps us to understand the difference that not necessarily the Messiah had to be a, a son of God. That's why a lot of the Jewish people of his time and even a lot of people today have a problem with it because they don't understand that it doesn't have to necessarily be the same thing. They're two different things. But one, one person functioning in two different ways as the son, and as the proclamation of the salvation for us. That's, so I, I know I'm probably boring you with that, but I, you know, I, I think our people sometimes, our people, you know, all of us, sometimes don't understand some of the things that the, God, the, the scriptures talk about. Huh? Uh, sometimes we don't, it's our fault too, the clergy that sometimes we don't explain things as we should. And then, you know, we only got like, hurry up because it's 10 minutes and we have, we're hungry, our, our stomachs are growling. So, you know, 
uh, we, sometimes we don't have the time to explain it in church either, uh, outside of the special classes that we might have. But it, all this is to help us to be a better people of God. That's it. You know, all, everything that we talk about, everything the gospel talks about, it's about that. How do you and I become part of the king? We are part of the kingdom. How do we keep being part of the kingdom and go forward as a pilgrim church that we are?